Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of We Are Milton, a podcast brought to you by the City of Milton. The goal of the podcast is to provide information about all things related to Milton, Wisconsin. I'm Inga Cushman, Administrative Services Director for the City of Milton, and with me today is Police Chief Scott Markworth. Hi. Hello. Thanks for joining us again today. Happy to be here. At the council meeting on Tuesday, January 4th, Mayor Anissa Welch proclaimed January as Human Trafficking Prevention Month. So I invited Chief Marquardt here to talk to us a little bit about human trafficking in Milton and Rock County, the region, and also um, talk a little bit about what community members can do to help prevent human trafficking, but also promote an event that's coming up, a community panel on January 20th that's going to talk about human trafficking as well. Yeah. So I'm a member of the Rock County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force and am involved in in doing the presentations that we'll talk about a little bit later. And my introduction into human trafficking was through that task force. It was something that I never spent much time on or investigated in my law enforcement career. But the more I learned about it through the task force, the more I started recognizing signs that I may have noticed 20 years ago if I would have known more. And so for me, the the biggest thing about trafficking is, is a public awareness piece where people in the community can know more about what this might look like so they can pick up on some signs. Part of this is the recognizing here at the city of Milton as is done throughout the country, recognizing January as Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and the proclamation is a piece of that, and the presentation uh, that we're going to do towards the end of the month or middle of the month is a part of that as well. So what does human trafficking in this region look like? What are the statistics on it? Statistics are very hard to come up with. Part of the thing about statistics is it's a difficult crime to prove anyway. Um, Well, and, and, and let me talk a little bit about what a human trafficking situation looks like. It's not like the movies where somebody is thrown in the back of a windowless van and and kidnapped off the street. It's typically very similar. I equate it to a similar um, situation as child sexual abuse, where there's a grooming process and a relationship develops between the trafficker and the victim. And then trust develops over time that is then violated when the trafficker puts the victim in the position that now they are forced to do this work. A lot of similarities to domestic abuse then as well, where the person feels like the victim has no options, I must stay here and do what is happening and take place in what's being done to me um, because of addiction or because of threats against family or threats against themselves. And so that all sets up this situation where the victim is in this very difficult personal relationship with the trafficker, which then prevents the victim from reporting it to law enforcement. So we don't generate a lot of statistics related to trafficking. The other thing about it is too, if we can know the signs up front, and people can intervene and start giving resources before something happens or allows the person to get out before they come into contact with law enforcement, those statistics aren't generated either. Even without statistics, though, we know that it's happening in Rock County. 
we're aware of incidents that have happened in all 72 counties in Wisconsin, actually. Every county has had a case. Uh, Rock County had, has had some pretty major cases, not in the city of Milton, but in, in other areas of the county where um, some pretty serious charges have been filed for cases that could be brought against individuals. But we've also had some success at getting people away from their traffickers without ever generating a law enforcement case. But that's part of the goal of the task force is to be multidisciplinary and not just focus on law enforcement, but advocacy, the medical sorts of concerns of, of human trafficking victims, what what victim services can do through the county. All of these pieces come together to try to both prevent and to serve victims when we can. So you're talking about a multidisciplinary approach for the um, Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. What other organizations are involved with the task force? So we have people through human services. We have medical professionals um, through uh, all of our hospitals in Rock County are involved. We have law enforcement, of course, throughout the county in a number of different departments. We have our um, uh, victim witness program through the district attorney's office is involved. We have nonprofits, uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters as one example, but there's a whole bunch more. Um, We try to be pretty, uh, cast a pretty big net to, to get people to become part of that task force kind of in it. It's really a policy level task force. We don't, as a task force, we don't investigate, but we do the education and the awareness and we try to set up systems so that when we do have a trafficking situation and the person, the victim's needs have been identified, we can get them in touch with the right person. So if it's a medical need, we know who to call. Or if it's a housing need, we know who to call. Or if it's law enforcement, we know the people that that are more familiar with these cases. Okay. So I read that the um, task force started in 2017. Was there anything that, um, I don't know, caused the, the task force to start or an event that happened or anything like that? Honestly, I'm not aware of what that okay. history is. I think it was a... It was a situation where a number of people recognized that, hey, this is happening here, and it was really sort of a grassroots conversation. I don't know that there was a singular event that caused it, uh, but there's as awareness grew, I think a lot of people had the same sort of reaction to it that I did was, okay, I wasn't aware that it was happening here, and I really don't know as much as I thought I did and learning more has helped get people involved. What is the group currently doing to address human trafficking in Rock County? I know you're talking about education, so maybe we can talk a little bit about the community panel coming up. Yeah, that's the our biggest mandate, what we take the most serious is the education piece. And we've talked to, since its inception, thousands of people um, about trafficking situations and, and knowledge and just getting to know more details about it. We've done panel. This is, to my knowledge, this is the third panel that we've done in the city. Um, I wish I remembered the dates, but I did a panel a couple of years ago, three-ish maybe, here at City Hall. And, and honestly, the first introduction I had to the task force was a panel that I attended 
as an attendee at the Milton Public Library a number of years ago and had zero involvement in it, but learned so much at that presentation that I needed to look into it and learn more. So I don't want to give everything away that people might learn at the community panel, mm -hmm. but if there's um, a couple of things that parents or guardians or family members or just community members mm -hmm. should be aware of, watching for, what are some of those things? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I had mentioned, uh, I had mentioned earlier about s signs of, of similar to sexual abuse, similar to domestic violence, um, the especially during the grooming process, the, the showering of gifts um, to, especially we see this a lot in juvenile situations where it's a, it, men can be human trafficking victims as well. Most often statistically it's female victims and older male traffickers. And again, there's a, there is most typically an attempt to set up a romantic relationship so gifts and, and praise and isolating from support systems, um, all of those things that kind of suck that victim into what they think is a relationship that they feel really good about. So noticing those signs like, is the person starting to carry around, for example, an extra cell phone? like family provided one, but where is this other one coming from? Uh, all of a sudden, grooming from a physical standpoint becomes very important to the victim, and you're, you're seeing that from the outside, but um, you know, why, why, are there, why has that female now have really expensive nails done or a really expensive hairstyle, different clothing than they're used to wearing? Where is all of this money coming from? Those are things that, that don't necessarily mean trafficking, but should raise people's attention mm -hmm. to at least have that in their mind as well. I wonder if that might be what's going on here. So if someone does have a concern, what's the, what's the best first step that they can take? Communication, obviously, is the best first step. If they, if they that, that knowledge of seeing what they're seeing and then taking it, if there is a trusted relationship with that person, to have that conversation. Here are the things that I'm seeing, and I'm worried about you, and kind of want to learn more. And that's why we love getting in front of teachers, guidance counselors, coaches, girl and boy scout leaders, those people that have and maybe non-family relationship, but a trusted relationship with, with especially kids in our community where they can ask those questions and say, here's what I'm seeing, here's the presentation that I went to, what's going on, and is there something I can do to help? Great. Thank you for that. Yeah. So this is a, a pretty heavy topic, something that um, we haven't brought to the podcast before, but something that's very important for our community members to know about. And um, I don't know if we gave the date yet for the community panel. That's going to be on Thursday, January 20th at 6.30 p.m., and it'll be here at City Hall in the council chambers. It is an in-person event. I don't know if you're planning to record it at all. I, I don't think we've talked about that okay. yet. It's possible, though, that, okay. that we can do a recording of it. Um, it's also possible, given the current 
status of COVID in the county. I don't know if there's going to be any delays or any change in the plans, but as of right now, it is going to be in person. I'll okay. be there, of course, um, with kind of the law enforcement perspective. And then there, uh, the panelists will include uh, a local uh, domestic violence advocate, uh, somebody from uh, probably one of our um, sexual assault nurse examiners from the hospital. Uh, the director of Mercy's program is Jamie Council. She's awesome and typically attends most of the presentations. Um, we'll have, I think, a uh, mental health counselor will be on the panel, someone from human services. We kind of do it in a moderated way and then do our best to answer questions that might come up in the audience too. Um, if anything changes with the panel, if it's going to be rescheduled or moved to a virtual format or anything like that, please check our social media outlets and also our website. We'll post information there about any changes to the date, time, location, anything like that with the community panel. Awesome. And we encourage everyone to attend, mm -hmm. um, especially since this is such an important topic for our community and and um, keeping our most vulnerable community members safe. Yeah. And I'd encourage people to check out our, our Facebook, um, Rock County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force does have a Facebook page. We, um, with some generous donations from um, the Leadership Development Academy out of Janesville last year, we produced a video, which I was honored to be a part of, and that kind of condenses all of the information into just a really quick set of facts over about a minute and a half. I'd, I'd love for more people to check out that video. And if you want to learn more, come to our panel. And we'll post a link to the video in the description of this podcast on all of our all the outlets that it appears on as well. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on related to the topic? No, I don't think so. I think it's I, I think I kind of mentioned this throughout my comments, but to eliminate the 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 stance that, well, this just can't happen here because it's Milton, we, we need to be aware. And, and no, we don't have the number of cases and the number of victims that some other jurisdictions may have, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen here. And awareness and preventing victimization is really the goal. Great. Well, thanks for joining us Thank today. you. Um, and thank, thanks to everyone else for listening to this episode of We Are Milton. If you have any suggestions for future topics, please get in contact with me, um, Inga Cushman. I'm available here at City Hall at the phone number 608-868-6900, extension 5. And my email is icushman, C-U-S-H-M-A-N, at milton-wi.gov. Um, also, what we are going to be working on for 2022 is having a more structured schedule for the podcast. So we'll be planning to post a new episode on the second Monday of each month. And our podcast, it's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Facebook. And we post a video version on our YouTube channel as well. So until next time, we, we are, are Milton. Milton.